0: Bible talk walk. So, today I've been reading a lot of the Bible and I just want to talk about what I've been reading. And you know, because you got to read the Bible, and I think that's a huge part of it. I've been hearing sermons about that. Um, Cedar Springs, Cedar Springs Baptist Church, uh, not all Baptists, I would say, are on point because. Some of them have the Calvinist disposition, some of them have more of an Armenian disposition, and they'll kind of sugarcoat that, or they'll say that they don't believe in the Armenian-Calvinist whole debate. Uh, It's just like, it's not relevant to them. I think it's ultimately stemmed in a uh, Calvinist side would be more Augustinian, and then Armenian side would be more Pelagian. And that ultimately stems into um, essentially legalism of the Pharisees, Sadducees, more so probably aligning with Pelagius. And, um, and then Augie being more on the, I guess, orthodox side. <clears throat> So that's an interesting progression. I I don't know all the details. I actually talked to a professor once and he's not a professor, but he has a doctor. I, I think it's a deep man, but he, uh, he's been a teacher for a while at seminary and he's, I was telling him about these things and how it, kind of thought these progressions were connected and then they have implications to, uh, today and even into the secular revolutionists or sexual revolutionist, and, you know, the really liberal left and conservative right and just implications into today and how ultimately legalism versus, uh, Uh, legalism actually being on the liberal side, and in, in, you know, creating a cause and effect. Uh, because of legalism, it creates a effect of people wanting freedom, and then they go to the extremes. And then to control it, you have secularization. Then secularization leads to just unbelief, atheism, all you know hyper-secularization without Christian influence and leadership, and you have lording over by Christians towards Christians, and then you have effects of World War II, and it's, it's a form of liberalism, or uh, just a Schleimacher just issue. So, anyway... I don't know as far as the liberalism and legalism connections, but I'm sure there's probably some. Um, and then I think they're tied right into the, uh, you know, Re- Reformation, Calvin, um, Arminian uh, connection points, which are really highlighted. Still in the Reformed churches, but then also in the Baptist churches that are confessional uh, Calvinist. So, there's Baptist churches that are, they don't confess anything. Um, they tend to be open to learning about both positions, and they don't have a position, but they ultimately... If they're talking about doing good works often they're not all about talking about Jesus and his his death and his resurrection and his the, the power of the cross. If they're not talking about that all the time, they're you know, you can tell like are they what percentage of time are you talking about it? Cuz if they're not at least like 80%, they're probably on the Arminian side. Um, and I think that's heresy. And so I think it depends on the church and what they're emphasizing. Literally, their tongue, which way is their rudder of their ship going. So anyway, that leads me to just say uh, I'm reading the book of Isaiah right now. I'll make sure my recorder is still going here. I want to make sure to actually record this. Um, So book of Isaiah... I just open it up. I like to read KJV because I think it's more authoritative and traditional. So, uh, it doesn't matter what search engine, uh, Bible gateway. I actually met those guys. I think they're actually connected to more of the Byzantine side, uh, St. Nicholas, Grand Rapids, um, Has some brothers in Christ, uh, I think, that work for Bible Gateway. Uh, I just went. I lived near there, so I went and visited that church once Um, before I was even interested at all in Byzantine um, type churches. And I'm still, I think that they're they have potential for. I think it was Docetism. Um, I have no good defense for why, but I. I've heard that and it kind of makes me wonder their big emphasis on um, the spiritual warfare, but not just as like a Pentecostal conversation, more like, you know what I mean? Uh, But more like a uh, spiritual warfare, like um, where they deny the physical, it's like ultra spiritual, um And somehow they m- Diminish the divinity of Christ uh, That's at least the uh, What I've heard uh, As far as critique of Byzantine churches I know they have a ton of preservation and conserving that they do With their traditions So I, I'm not against it Just You know I wonder about, you know, there's probably validity in that, you know, they are right there down in the Greek area. I mean, I think with the Gnosticism, Gnosticism, I think it's a form of Gnosticism, all that stuff is connected to the Greeks, um, Greek culture that had influenced the church. I mean, Paul was dealing with it and, you know, I think all this stuff is connected. So... uh, And the Eastern Orthodox, obviously, they're all in that area of the Greco-Roman Empire. And so there's probably actually a little bit of that influence in some of the orders in the Roman Catholic Church as well. But I say all that to say, um, the Roman Catholics, I don't have as much against. uh, The biggest thing is the penance issue. And that's why I actually kind of like how the Eastern Orthodox, they just ask for forgiveness towards one another, kind of like sometimes they bow to each other to do that. Um, That, I don't know about bowing before a man, but asking for forgiveness, that's nice. Um, Yeah, so lots of good stuff. Um, But as far as the penance, it's not penance is bad inherently, it's just... The idea of forgiveness by a man, not forgiveness by, um, Christ, which is actually what they believe, but they don't communicate that. And it actually comes off to the practicing Roman Catholic that the priest is actually forgiving them and, uh, the church and, but what they mean is that God is actually forgiving them, and they're—they just have. This is what they want to mean, at least it sounds like. As they—they, they, for popular pop culture, it sounds like the priests want to mean that they're just—they're just there as men, and they're just communicating that God forgives the people when they ask for forgiveness but then what in reality and what's what's written down probably in their text and in their tradition which their tradition can change based off of it could come back to more of a biblical centered truth what's that's why there's there's so much hope i think for the roman catholic church they can change their tradition if they're off you know and that's great and i think the protestants should have a good position all the time, um, ideally, because they're trying to be directly on scripture. And so that's why it's a good, uh, you know, it's a balance. Um, Because Protestants are going to mess up all the time because they're not emphasizing um, some of the good traditions that have been laid down to help you follow uh, the truths of the gospel, of you know, just being thankful. Um, but and those traditions can become traditions of men, and then they those can be like, you know, you can you can sin by just messing up a tradition, and then you go, if if you don't know that you're forgiven by God, you end up going to penance all the time, doing all that, and just you're laboring in vain. And, or, you know, going to confession, doing penance. And, and it's all these works righteousness. And so, works are not going to save you. What saves you is Christ on the cross. And yes, you confess your sins and you're faithful and just to forgive you. But it's the fact that you are forgiven by him and by what he's done, um, by just by your belief in him. And uh, otherwise, you're going to undermine the cross, and that's what happens. People uh, that believe in um, penance to the point, with the emphasis on the priest forgiving them or the the act, of the work of penance, um, that's going to undermine the cross, the power of the cross. So, anyway, I say all that to say that I'm reading Isaiah, which is. Really good book, I got chapter One open here, King james Version and I just wanna read it because I think just reading the scriptures can actually bring out the well they're they're being read by an image bearer of God my name's chris i'm a Mago de image bearer of God and uh I'm a believer professional believer in Christ and I believe that he's my savior too not just my lord he's he's my savior and I believe that because he's my savior he will save me and I trust him and I'm thankful for the power of the cross and so I'm reading it with that context behind it and so um plus okay Isaiah he's a um See, I read chapter one and chapter two the other day, and he's basically, let's see, he's dealing with um, Israel, and they're having their highs and lows. Um, Yeah, so... Um yeah just lots of uh Israel going through the nation of Israel going through uh, all sorts of rebellion and everything. So I'll just read it. So the vision of Isaiah the son of Amos which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah Jotham Ahaz and Hezekiah, king of Judah, kings of Judah, hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, they have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner, the ass his master's crib. But Israel doth not know my people. Doth not consider. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord, they have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger, they are gone away backward. Why should ye be strucken any more? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick. And the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Your Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land strangers devour it in your presence and it is desolate as overthrown by strangers and the daughter of zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers as a besieged city except the lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant We should have been as Sodom, and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifice unto me? Saith the Lord, I am full of the burnt offerings of rams, and the fat of fed beasts. And I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs, or of he-goats, when ye come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hands, to tread my courts, bring no more vain oblations, incense is an abomination unto me, the new moons and sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when ye spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. When ye make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do well, seek judgment, Reveal. relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. How is the faithful city become an harlot? It was full of judgment, righteousness lodged in it. But now, murderers, thy silver is become dross, thy wine mixed with water, thy princes are rebellious, and companions of thieves. Every one loveth gifts, and followeth after rewards. They judge not the fatherless, neither doth the cause of the widow come unto them. Therefore saith the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the mighty one of Israel, Ah, I will ease me of mine, mine adversaries, and avenge me of mine enemies. And I will turn my hand upon thee, and purely purge away thy dross and take away all thine tin all thy tin, and I will restore thy judges as at the first, and thy counsellors, as at the beginning afterward thou shalt be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city, Zion shall be redeemed with judgment, and her converts with righteousness, and the destruction of the transgressors and of the sinners shall be together, and they that forsake the Lord shall be consumed. For they shall be ashamed of the oaks which ye have desired, and ye shall be confounded for the gardens that ye have chosen. For ye shall be as an oak whose leaf fadeth, and as a garden that hath no water. And the strong shall be as Tau, and the maker of it as a spark, and they shall both burn together, and none shall quench them. That is the word of the Lord. Shalom and Shalom.